0: my name is dr tiffany valvo and welcome to my podcast here we are going to talk about the practical skills the life skills that you need to thrive this semester and beyond hello and welcome back It is the middle of October, which means I am sure everyone is dealing with their own mid-semester hecticness. I'm definitely there too, but I'm here. Um, This episode's probably going to be a little bit shorter, um, but I hope helpful. So we're now up to episode number seven, and this one is titled, Knowing is Half the Battle. So... I know that I need willpower to do the things that make my mind and body healthier and life happier. I need willpower to eat healthfully and exercise and make it to appointments and clean my bathroom. And really, I mean, the list is eternal, right? Like, I think I need willpower nearly every minute of every day. So if I know that I need it, then why doesn't that help much? What about the phrase, knowing is half the battle? So Lori Santos, who, by the way, um, teaches a class at Yale called the science of well-being, which has become super, super popular. You can actually take the course for free on Coursera. Um, I did that this summer. She's really amazing. And she now has a podcast and her podcast is called The Happiness Lab, I believe. And uh, I haven't listened to any of the episodes except the trailer for that, but I'm, I'm sure it's great. Anyway, Laurie Santos and Tamar Gedler, who are like superstar professors at Yale, wrote a paper about what they call the G.I. Joe fallacy. So there was this commercial, I guess, in the 80s. I don't remember it, but the catch line of that commercial has continued to infiltrate our culture. And that catch line is, now you know, knowing is half the battle. And Santos and Gedler say, no. Absolutely not. Um, The article reads that recent work in cognitive science has demonstrated that knowing is a shockingly tiny portion of the battle for most real-world decisions. That's completely sensible, right? Like, knowing is actually not that helpful. So now that we've gotten out of the way that you shouldn't feel bad, that you know you should have willpower, you know you should do your homework, you know you should practice, but knowing isn't helping, let's talk more about uh, willpower and what can help you actually follow through on doing the things that you want to do. So there's this thing called hyperbolic discounting. That sounds really fancy, but don't worry about it. And I think it's one of the major roadblocks to having willpower. But before I describe what it is, let's define willpower. What is it? I think it's the ability to control your attention, control your emotions and your desires, right? It's regulating yourself, policing yourself, not giving in to the path of least resistance. But really, I think my favorite explanation to myself of willpower is following through on commitments to myself. Like if I say I'm going to exercise, I need to follow through on that commitment to myself, So yes, it's willpower, but it's bigger than that. It's more personal than that. It's more important than that. It's really being able to follow through on the commitments that you're making to yourself, not letting um, sort of the bait that is right in front of you deter you from what you said that you were going to do earlier. So let's get back to this thing called hyperbolic discounting. Sounds complicated, but stick with me. So, as Nir Ayal, remember him from last week, uh, defines it, hyperbolic discounting is a cognitive bias where people choose smaller, immediate rewards rather than larger, later rewards. So let's define a cognitive bias because that's part of the definition. So a cognitive bias is a mental shortcut that our brain uses to make really quick decisions. So for example, when we see something smoking, we immediately use a bias that tells us there's danger. We don't try to think through the scenario each and every time and decide if there's danger. Uh, We'd be sitting around doing way too much thinking if we didn't have biases to lead us. So what is the bias that makes us choose Netflix instead of doing the project? The bias is opting for instant gratification, the present bias, as some people call it. The future reward is too intangible. Netflix is right there. As Ayal says, because your perception is susceptible to present bias, you tend to care very little about rewards that are not immediate. I think just being aware of hyperbolic discounting and reminding yourself of the larger reward can be really helpful. IL's best advice is to break tasks into smaller parts so that you get more instant gratification. We've talked about that so much already here, learning how to break down tasks so that your mind feels like it's satisfying that need to complete something. You're getting that positive reinforcement and then you're able to actually follow through on some of the more complicated parts of the project and projects and tasks that you have. So, Why do we need willpower anyway, if if that's not clear yet? So if you're listening or reading along and thinking, but why why do I need willpower? Then take into consideration a really famous study called the Stanford Marshmallow Experiment that proved the following. When researchers compared students' grades with nearly three dozen personality traits, self-control turned out to be the only trait that predicted a college student's grade point average better than chance. Not intelligence, not IQ people, but self-control. We think we need infinite intelligence or a massive stroke of talent, I don't know an abnormal amount of charisma. Yeah, sure. Those things can help you, but turns out what we really need is willpower. By the way, that marshmallow experiment, there are tons of videos on YouTube that, that show you the experiment. I actually linked the Wikipedia article that, that describes it, but basically the experiment takes, um, children and they put them in a room and they put a marshmallow in front of them and they say, okay, you can eat this marshmallow or you can wait a certain amount of time, and then you get two marshmallows. And the children that were able to delay that gratification, or really the, the kids that had more willpower, right, they um, were uh, looked into many, many years later and throughout the course of growing up, and they were more successful in almost every area of life because they were able to delay that gratification of um eating the one marshmallow, but they were able to wait for the second marshmallow. Anyway, the science of willpower points out that everyone struggles to some degree with temptation, addiction, distraction, and procrastination. Like, it's not an individual weakness that you and I struggle with willpower. We all do. When we were developing as homo sapiens, the prefrontal cortex helped us grow self-control, right? We needed it for survival. How did we need self-control for survival? Well, don't fight with a woolly mammoth even if it made you angry. Uh, Don't steal the elder's food because you're hungry. Don't kill your own tribe members. The prefrontal cortex seemed to develop all the self-control we needed to not do those things. But the problem is that now we have infinitely more temptations. But here's the best news ever. You don't need willpower to brush your teeth. Because once you expend the willpower to make something a ritual, a custom, a habit, it becomes relatively automatic, requiring little to no further willpower. So a huge part of gaining willpower is just learning to make things a habit. So how can you gain more willpower today? I've got four things for you. So here we go. One. Avoid decision fatigue by making fussy, not fuzzy plans. We've talked about this uh, idea of decision fatigue a lot already, and I think the more I read about this, actually, the more I think it is so crucially important. Our brain gets tired of choosing what to do, and it begins to pick the path of least resistance. Don't allow yourself to try to decide in the moment when you will do the homework or practice. You've got to write it in your schedule and commit to doing it. Two, turn knowledge of failure into strategies for success. Keep track of how and when you start to lose willpower. Here are some examples. For me, when I'm tired, I know I have way less willpower than if I have slept at least seven hours so I really prioritize my sleep. And when I haven't gotten sleep, I know that my willpower will be delayed, so I need to do things like prepare my meals in advance so that I don't eat a pizza, or uh, make sure I have my gym clothes, like, in my car, or I could go on and on. But I need to take precautions when I know that I haven't slept as much, or I just really most of the time try to prioritize my sleep because I know that I will lose willpower when I don't sleep. Um, When I'm hungry, I am also less likely to make good decisions. So making sure I have food with me is really important. I notice that when I'm really mentally drained, I start losing my patience and I would describe myself as an extremely patient person, uh, usually like probably a nine out of 10 in the patient's department. But when I am just really mentally drained, I would describe my patients as more as like a six or seven out of 10. So I know that that's a sign for me that I need to rest and not try to force myself to do anything else for say a few hours or a day. So that's a scenario where I don't want to actually force myself to have the willpower. I need to rest. I need to, um, yeah, recharge. So three, break down tasks so that you get the instant gratification our brain wants. Check off the tiny items one at a time. I think that one's pretty self-explanatory. Four, remember what you actually want. Yes, Netflix may sound great, but what if you woke up tomorrow knowing you'd actually studied for two hours the night before? This one might require you to experiment with a mantra, something written on your mirror, maybe an affirmation that you repeat that reminds you of what you really want. Maybe that means you actually need to write down what you really want like maybe once a day or once a week or maybe just once and then try to remember it. Maybe you're not linking some of these things you need willpower for to a thing that you really want. And so that's extremely important. You've got to have a practice attitude, people. As Bauermeister says in his book, Willpower, self-regulation failure is the major social pathology of our time. I think distraction is a big part of why that is, so take a look at last week's post to try to become a little less distracted. But I think in general, we just have to have a better practiced attitude towards willpower. It's a muscle. You've got to build it. You would never expect to get a six-pack in two weeks, so why do we expect to gain all the willpower we need just because we read a fun blog post? I mean, yeah, it's fun, but it's not actually helpful unless you practice the things in it. You have to practice them, reflect on them, use your knowledge of failure to help you succeed. When are you losing willpower? Why is that happening? Is it because you're really hungry? Is it because you're tired? Is it because you don't actually have a motivation to do the thing? Is it because you need to make the thing a habit? You need to put it at a better time of day? There are lots and lots of possibilities. If you can figure out why and when you lose willpower because you've turned, you've tuned in to when you fail, and you've got a growth mindset of using that failure to be better next time, I think you'll make a lot of progress, actually, on this front. Have patience, constantly reassess, and stay the course. And remember, knowing is not half the bet. thank you so much for listening. I hope that you're inspired to go to something with all of the information that you just received. So as I told you at the beginning, one of the things that I'm really excited about is to answer your questions. So a link in the show notes will lead you to where you can go to submit a question. And I can't wait to see you next time.